TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free one-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. Danny Meringue. And then I went to this movie theater. This is it. I made a noise like this. Dusty Hera. Then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other. I'm beginning to like this kid, Mike. <laughs> this is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. The fan. Hour number three, Danny and Dusty on this Wednesday. Thank you for being a part of our day, letting us be a part of yours. If you missed any of the show, you could check it out on the Service Patriots podcast at 1080thefan.com, right there in the old Odyssey app, if you have that, um, or wherever you find your podcast set. Go to servicepatriots.com slash 1080thefan to see all the Service Patriots deals for our listeners, all your heating and AC needs at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Um, okay, let's get to what's going on in the world of college foosball, man. So Alabama hired Kalen DeBoer. We talked about that on Friday. I said immediately, if you are UW, Jed Fish is the guy. I know I'm not the only person that said that, but uh, I saw Jed Fish's name when Pete Thamel first put out the list of candidates. I was like, Chris Kleiman, nope. Lance Leopold, nope. I would circle Jed Fish. Couldn't agree more. Said the same thing. More than Ryan Grubb, more than anybody. Jed Fish. Go get him. He is culture. He is proven winner. And he is recruiting over his skis at Arizona. He's really good. This is a good hire for UW. And I think UW is going to be in good hands. But if you parse out, and I watched yesterday the Jed Fish introductory press conference, and it sounds like they are, for lack of a better term, punting on 2024 season. He said, you know, I'm going to start attacking this class for 2025. We're going to go out and we're going to start recruiting. Because you get in, signing day has come and gone uh, on in December. Uh, they had the 36th best class nationally. It was not a stellar recruiting class for Kalen DeBoer, especially after going 11-2 and in year one and then an undefeated season up till signing day. That was not a stellar recruiting class. Now, I know he got his kind of guys, and he would develop them, and he would go into the portal and yada, yada, yada. There is panic on both 
Alabama's front and on Washington's front, though, as names just keep popping up in the portal over and over and over again. And I think both Alabama and Washington got two very good coaches. They did. But this is a new era of college football. And every player on that roster at Alabama, they did not sign up to play for Kalen DeBoer. His style, his culture, they didn't sign up for that because they are two vastly different cultures and coaches. Same goes for Jed Fish at UW. And look, after you get a new, after your head coach leaves, you have a 30 day window that opens up for schools who have lost their head coach. So the that 30 day window has opened for Alabama, Washington, University of Arizona, San Jose State, which they just lost Brent Brennan, a former Oregon State receivers coach who was at San Jose State, did a phenomenal job there, uh, got them back to back bowl games. Uh, I think an 11 win season this year at, at San Jose State. He's done a phenomenal job. He goes and he takes over that job at, at, at Arizona. That is a decent hire for uh, the Wildcats who are in financial troubles, and they got their issues going on there. And then South Alabama is now open because Kalen DeBoer hired South Alabama's head coach uh, to be, I think, a a defense coordinator for him at Bama. But when that 30-day window opens, guys start heading into the portal. Bama fans are freaking out. Like It's like they're now just realizing what happens in the transfer portal when you're not just plucking off everybody else's great players. Some of the responses on Alabama Twitter and the message boards has been, it's appointment viewing. Like, you have got to make sure you see what they, like, they're like, how can this happen? College football needs to change the rules. Which, no, your coach leaves, a player should leave too. If they want to, they should leave. Now, um, they've got a player, what's his name? Malachi, uh, shoot, I don't know. But he said, if you're not wearing crimson, F him. Hey, I don't hate that. There's a lot of guys that think that way. Yeah. Once you get to a place, you don't want to leave. No. Right? You love that place. That's that's where you always dreamed of playing. Absolutely. That's where you want to be. But I also don't fault the guys who go, No. Hey, you know what? I don't I don't vibe with this guy. Mm-hmm. There are some other coaches that were really interested in me when I was in high school. And I think I'd rather go play for them instead of Kalen DeBoer. Because to a degree People don't give this enough credit. The coach is a large reason why you go to where you want to go. It's not because of academics always. It's not because of, you know, friends and teammates and all that other stuff. It's, is there a guy there that can get me to the NFL? Or is there a guy there that I trust to make sure that I can continue to improve as a player to get to that next level? And for a lot of those guys... Nick Saban was that because he proved it. Yep, He proved you were going to win titles, and he proved that you were going to be ready for the next level because his guys were successful at the next level. Look, you don't pick the school because of why every fan picked the school. You pick the school because of the coach, and there are guys that are going to want to stick around, right? But this is the reality that they are in right now. 23 players from Alabama's two deep have entered the transfer portal or are going to the NFL draft. 21 players are in the portal now, and they include guys like Isaiah Bond, their leading receiver, Caleb Downs, one of the best freshman corners in college football, a second-team All-American this year, Caden Proctor, who was uh, a – I think he was the top tackle in 2023's class. He was the second. But he was a top-10 player, and he's a free – he's like 6'7", 320, 330. They have massive – now, look, you can also put your name into the portal and then withdraw your name as well, which – Kalen DeBoer and Jed Fish, they're not going to fault these guys for doing that. 
They they won't. They won't fault them for doing that. But there are coaches that are now circling and they have the the now that they enter the portal, they are open to have those conversations with them. So this is the world of college football where these guys aren't beholden to sticking around just like their coaches aren't. Like Jet Fish, his average stint is a year and a half in his coaching career. He's a mover. He's a jumper. And look, I don't think that many um I don't think many coach or UW fans were too thrilled because this perked my attention when I heard this from Jed Fish's introductory press conference. Right. Well, I think that oh, that's sorry. always a Here, problem. Let me right? let me let me preface it because I want the question in there. It was, is UW a place that you're going to want to you can win at, you want to be at, and stay at? Right. Right. Well, I think that that's always a problem. Right. What, you can't be right. You can't be wrong. Whatever you say, I know that. That comment's always going to be made. Is it a destination job? Uh, I would answer it this way. The Big Ten, the SEC, right now is who's leading the football pathways. The college football landscape is about getting to the CFP. There's 12 teams that are going to compete every year starting next year in the college football playoffs. Um, If you look at what teams traditionally compete, it's about the same 12 or 14 teams. University of Washington is one of those 12 or 14 teams. Uh, That's why we coach. We coach to be able to take a seat at that table and to be able to give yourself a chance every single year with resources uh, beyond belief, with an opportunity to go out there with a fan base that's dying to continue to win, that have won national championships. And the idea of staying is why you come. The idea of being here is to win championships. And that's all I can promise, that we're going to be here every single day doing everything we can to win a championship, knowing that Washington has the opportunity to do that every year. Not the most reassuring statement, but at the same time, that's the reality of the business, and that's what college football is. See, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't blame him for addressing it that way, because this is the world that we live in, right? Jed Fish is a guy and his story is incredible. It, like Jed Fish, he came on uh Pac-12 Media Day with Danny and I, his first year at Arizona. And his story's awesome because he went to the University of Florida not to play football. But he went to the University of Florida because he wrote Steve Spurrier a million letters asking him if he could uh, come and kind of learn from him. And that's why he went to Florida. Not to play football, to learn football from Steve Spurrier, and he, he, his whole, his entire career has been surround yourself with the smartest football people and learn from them. Okay, that's why he went to Steve Spurrier. That's why he went and he learned from John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, Pete Carroll. He went to uh, Michigan and learned under Jim Harbaugh, and then. He went to UCLA. He's gone every, went to Sean McVay to learn under Sean McVay. Like, he has always been a guy, Bill Belichick. He went and was an assistant under Bill Belichick. Right. His whole thing was gain as much knowledge of how to win as I possibly can. And then he got his head coaching job at Arizona, and he's done a fantastic job at the University of Arizona. Well, he had, he turned that pro, like, he, that is a place that's very someone. hard to win at. And they were nothing under someone. And he's recruited over his skis. He has taken everything, and he's kind of taken the best um, of everywhere he's gone, from Mike Shanahan to Brian Billick. I mean, he has gone through it just trying to learn 
from the smartest people around. Right. And and I saw on Twitter a lot of UW fans coming out and being like, oh, great, Jed Fish, like he he didn't say that he wants to stay at UW forever. How can this be possible? And to me, I'd rather have a coach that said what he said. Mm-hmm. Now, in Oregon, it's a special case because how many coaches truly come out like Coach Lanning has come out and said, no, this is where I'm going to stay. This is where I want to be and actually meant it, well, right? That's a, yeah. He is an exception to the rule because most college coaches – are like what Coach Fish is, right? They're like Jed Fish. I want to be in the best place for me. And right now the best place for Fish to be in is at UW. Yep. Now, in a year or two or three, if he does well, are there going to be opportunities that might be better for him? Yes. But I'd rather have a coach that straight out comes out and says that. Says, hey, you know what? If I have a better opportunity, I'm going to take that. Because you would do the same thing in your job, in whatever your line of work is, from being a teacher to being a sales bro to, you know, a lawyer. If someone at a better job comes in and offers you, you are going to take it and you're not going to think a second thought about it. I'd rather have a coach that if that's their line of thinking, I want them to come in and tell me that because then I know and I can prepare. Right. The problem with DeBoer was he came in, he goes, family, 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 and I'm not leaving. Well, that's not really the truth. Mm -hmm. It's family, family, family until I get a better opportunity. If Fish comes in there and says, hey, my job is to come in and prepare you and try and push you to succeed at the next level or to succeed later on in life. And I'm going to do the same thing. And if I get a better opportunity, I'm going to leave for that. I'm totally okay with that because you're being honest. And I like what Fish said there. He said, I'm going to try and win here. This is a place I think I can win a national title. Absolutely. But if there's a better spot that opens up, I will leave. And he has not been anywhere very long ever. He was, you just look at where he's been two to three years. Boom. A lot of those are one-year stops. Now, I don't anticipate that because this is a, in Washington, is a good job. It is a good job. It's It's a very good job. And it was not. It is not the most UW friendly buyout scale that he has. There, it starts at twelve million and decreases every single year. His buyout does, but as that decreases, his pay does. And look, this is one thing to always keep in mind: twelve million dollar buyout is not going to be. It's going to be chump change for any school that wants to go in and pull Jedfish out. It it is. Be, look at Alabama. They just did it with Kalen DeBoer at a $12 million buyout. This is a, all right, two years, then we'll re-up you, pay you more than the 7.8 that you're going to be due, you know, in three years from now, and then we'll enhance the buyout after that. Okay? Look at that. I mean, that's what Oregon did with Lanning, and his buyout jumped to $20 million with a lot of other um, pot sweeteners from outside and in, you know, Bruce Feldman said, you know, Nike stock and all that stuff. That's what you do with these. Co- Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. 
Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Because you want the buyout to be friendly uh, to you as well if things go sideways, like, let's be honest there too. There is that um, very real possibility, but I think it is a good hire in Jed fish. Now you have to hold on to your roster and we'll get to that next. Danny and dusty on the fan. Danny and dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080 the fan. All right. We're talking, uh, UW right now. There's a, a little bit of apprehension heading in, and look, UW is in a good spot, and I, I do think Jed Fish is a great hire because he does have recruiting acumen. Like, he has recruited far above what expectations were at Arizona, and he's done a phenomenal job of talent evaluation from some other guys, too. Just look no further than no Fafita, right? You get an undersized quarterback in there, and Tetro McMillan, right, the the five-star receiver that they got out of Servite. Both those guys out of Servite High School, he's made, he made inroads almost immediately at a Southern California powerhouse school. He is a very good coach, surrounds himself with other good coaches as well. I think that UW is in a good spot. But for next year, they are not. 15 players have entered the portal. If you look at the portal and the NFL draft and what is missing from their offense alone, you are, are des- there's not a single returner start, or starter returning. Your two deep is now getting pillaged, right? Guys that have entered the portal, um, Asa Turner, who is a really good safety for them. Jabbar Muhammad, the corner is a transfer from Oklahoma State. There's rumors that he could be um, eyeing Oregon now. But I I will say that Oregon just picked up a um, commitment out of the transfer portal uh, from uh, Brandon Johnson, Duke corner. I don't think that really changes their efforts of going after guys like Caleb Downs or Jabbar Muhammad. Uh, they're going to continue to try to bolster the secondary down in Eugene. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't think that that eliminates anybody at that point. But then you look just at the offensive line: Julius uh, uh, Bulow, Nate Kalepo, Parker Brailsford. For those are three offensive line, three fifths of your starting offensive line that were supposed to be returning are now in the portal. Right, your two tackles both declared for the NFL draft. Your backup, Jerrion Hatchett, who is a backup center who started for you when Brailsford, and then he got hurt, and Brailsford stepped in. He has entered the portal. Jeremy Bernard, wide receiver that you thought was going to be coming back, nope, he's entered the portal. Michelle Powell, another safety, entered the portal. Like you got your heavy hitters are not coming back to UW, and a couple of those are local guys. Hatchett is a local guy. Yeah, All he's dreamed about his whole life was to play at UW. So that should tell you something also. Uh, but again, and, and I heard Dirt's take on this, and 
I'm not trying to piggyback on his take, but I think in the long run, Fish is the right guy. He's proven that he can build it, or at least proven that he could build it at Arizona, right? If you can build it at Arizona, one would think you can mm-hmm. build it at UW. But don't be shocked if next year is extremely rough. Uh, it's not like DeBoer was going out and putting up top 10 recruiting classes. No, he wasn't. He was, what, top 30, I think? I think one year he got into the top 25. And at some point that catches up to you. Yes, there can be years where you find the perfect quarterback and you develop three receivers and they turn into this fantastic team. But for every time that that happens, there's four or five years where that doesn't happen. Look, shoot, there's ten years where that doesn't happen. We got a text here that that says, you know, there's a lot of smoke that DeBoer knew for a while he might be headed to Alabama, which is why he didn't necessarily put a ton of effort into recruiting or developing some of the younger players. That seems bold. That's not. Uh, that is very far fetched. He did not know in August that he would be going to Alabama. Right. Like, uh, you know what is more realistic? than that and look i understand there's a lot of stuff that goes out there and especially if you're a washington fan which i'm assuming mm-hmm. that that texture is a washington fan yeah right mm-hmm. you want to build your program up and be like yeah like oregon fans are doing this like dan landing turn down alabama well alabama kicked the tires on dan landing we know that right we know that like he was one of if not the first call was to him sark and mike norvell mm-hmm. and kaylin DeBoer w- was in that too they cast their net and they they gauged interest the buyout the incentives and landing not wanting to leave got them off really quickly but Oregon fans are like ah Dan Landing turned down Alabama because he want he does want to stay at Oregon that is true but it's not like they offered him they backed up the Brinks truck and were like make a decision right okay now Washington fans are like DeBoer was on his way out he knew he was going no he didn't like it's more realistic that DeBoer said we had a special season we got Michael Penix we we they had talent already there and we knew that this next year was not going to be the same year and we're going to strike when the iron's hot and go to Alabama that's just as realistic as actually I think that's more realistic than DeBoer knew way long ago when you're by the way you're setting the recruiting for the 2024 class when you win 11 and 2 right <laughs> right rec- the year 1 they're you're, recruiting 26 right now they're on 25 and 26 is what they're doing right now and, and that and jedfish said mm-hmm. look our focus right now we're going to have to fill a lot of holes through the portal our focus is on 2025 when they're recruiting it's not to get guys for the february signing day it is to recruit 2025 and then fill your gaps in the transfer portal that is where washington is at right now in this does not mean in like you're going to have to recalibrate Washington right now because if you look at them, 15 of your two deep, including every single starter offensively, is either going to the NFL or is currently in the transfer portal. Some of them, again, some of them can say, no, I've thought about it. I weighed my options. I do want to stay at UW. They can withdraw their name. They can do that. And I don't think Jed Fish is going to be like kicking guys to the curb because he understands it too. And he even said it, you know, like I I loved this from Jed Fish on how he's going to build the program. High school kids are being looked over because everybody's in this constant quest and the pressure of having to win this exact second. Uh, The beautiful thing of starting in day two, you know, of a lengthy contract 
is that we could find a way to build this team in for sustainable success and not feel like every year you have to go find transfers to fill holes. Now, we would love to be a team that can sign 20 high school kids every year, 25 potentially, and then use what I call free agency or the transfer portal to fill in the gaps. Um, when you've coached in the NFL for a bunch of years, you learn that you want to build your team through the draft. You don't want to build your team through free agency. You want to build your team to, with a mission that you can get players, develop players, keep players, retain the players, and then bring in people to help you win the championship. And that's what our goal is going to be, and that's how I envision it happening. There's going to be a lot of gaps to fill for UW's current roster for 2024. And when he says fill the gaps through the, through the portal, for everybody that's leaving, Jed Fish is going to recruit the hell out of the portal because there's a lot of gaps to fill that we just talked about. It's not going to be this barren wasteland that they're going to be working with in UW. It seems like when you look at their, they're too deep from what played in the national championship game because all of it's gone. It won't be nearly as bad once he gets through the portal because the portal reopens in April as well. And people have to wrap your head around that. There's going to be a lot of guys who go through spring ball and are like, nope, I'm out. I'm out. And then that's where Fish can start getting into the portal again. They are going to be competitive, and he's a hell of a recruiter, and he's a damn good football coach. He he truly is. Um, so it, for all the Oregon fans and Washington State fans that were dancing on the grave of Washington, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. Give me a year or two. Jed Fish was the guy immediately. I circled and said, call, call down to Tucson, try to pull him out. And they were able to do it. All right, 503-864-6326. Um, some news out of the NBA. Blazers getting a little bit healthy. First blockbuster trade and some sad news after Will with SportsCenter. Katie, the fan. Got a little news out of the NBA. Uh, some sad news to start with as uh, Warriors assistant coach Dejan Milojevic, who is a uh, – of he was a one of the best coaches in Serbia – uh, Nikola Jokic, he mentored Nikola Jokic, Zubac from the Clippers. He's one of the best European coaches out there. He's and, a bigs coach. Real yeah, good. And fundamentals type guy. He's like he's one of the guys that when you think of European basketball, fundamentally sound team basketball. Kerr went out and sought him out, had to convince him to come over. He was like one of the best Serbian coaches. And apparently, like reading up on the guy, dude was the hell of a player too like a multi-time MVP over uh in Europe and was a guy that they they said in an ESPN article that when he was 14 he scored 141 points in a game. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 83 points came in the second half apparently his coach told him you take all of the shots. It's Kobe retirement night and you're Kobe. Yeah. Just shoot. Yeah, he passed away uh today in a Salt Lake City um hospital. After last night, they were having a, a team dinner in Salt Lake City, and he apparently had a massive heart attack and uh, ended up passing away today. That game has been postponed, the Warriors and Jazz game. Uh, they don't know have a make update for it, but uh, I mean that is that's something that you sit there and I, I can't imagine, you know, no. what what they're going through, especially when you're at a team event and you're at a dinner and one of your assistant coaches, which is a guy who's well liked by the staff and the team. You know, even if he's not well liked, but a guy who's revered as as much as Milovic was, you have 
a sudden health scare. I mean, and he's young, and he too. passed away. Yeah, forty six years old. Like that—that's a young age. Yeah, for a heart attack. My gosh. Um. So he he passed away at a Salt Lake City hospital, and man, uh, gosh, uh, that is a that's one of those ones that just like a, one of those reality check moments uh, that you go through, and so. The Warriors and and Jazz game has been postponed. Don't know when they're going to make it up. Don't really care when they're going to make it up, right? Because they're in a big grieving process now. Um, but that's just tragic story out of uh, the Warriors and um, out of the NBA from Salt Lake City. Uh, we do have other news in the NBA though, as the Pacers have traded for Pascal Siakam, our first like uh, blockbuster trade that we've had this NBA season as Monday was a big day as basically everybody came up and is eligible for trade. Now Mm -hmm. all the contracts, you can basically trade anyone now as of January 15th. Um, Pacers obviously had a great run in the in-season tournament where they finished runners up to the Lakers, but they have a young core led by Tyrese Halliburton and uh, they wanted to bolster their front court. So they go out and they get Pascal Siakam. This trade with Toronto um, they're getting a haul. That's for damn sure. Bruce Brown, uh, Jordan Rora, and three first-round picks go to Indiana. The Pelicans got in on the deal. Um, are They're sending Kira Lewis to the Pacers. New Orleans gets cash considerations in return um, for this. So the Pacers are kind of pushing their chips towards the middle and saying, all right, here we go now. Well, I kind of think that the way that Hal Burton played – I mean, the last two years for sure, but what he was able to do in the in-season tournament, I think that kind of sped up what they had to do. And look, you have to respect it from a small market to another small market where you saw a young player start to show just what kind of star he could be. And immediately it's, how do we surround him with other winners that fit his game? Now, they're still going to have to go out and re-sign Siakam because I believe he's on the final year of his contract correct or he's only got it one one year after he his contract comes up soon so they're gonna have to re-sign him and they're gonna have to probably overpay for him but there is something refreshing to see another small market go out and go we see something in this player they have shown on a national stage what they can be let's start pushing stuff in this is the final year of Siakam's deal. So they got you it. usually trade him and you get assurances he will resign, especially if you're giving up right. three first round picks, right? Um, to do so, so he he will be getting, and he's 29 years old. And he's entering 30, and wow, so that's he, so old. <laughs> it is in the NBA world, but uh, Siakam, seven years in the NBA, you have you have some faith that he's got some tread left on those tires. So he goes. Uh, to the Indiana Pacers from the Toronto Raptors. Um, and they got that haul, man. Three first-round picks is what the Raptors got. That's a that's a big chunk, man. They are pushing all in, mortgaging the future and saying, let's go get it right now. And I love that. I love that. Don't worry about the future. Go get it now. Who right. cares? If you yeah. have a superstar, surround him with everything you possibly can. Portland. Um, hey, that guy's gone. The, the boogeyman is gone, Dusty. Yeah. The boogeyman is gone. Yeah. It's a new regime. There's a lot that's gone now. But DeAndre Ayton is back for the Blazers, returning the lineup tonight as they take on the uh, Brooklyn Nets. 11 games out due to right knee tendonitis. Dude, that is not fun. As someone who uh, has dealt with tendonitis in both their knees, a lot of people I saw on Twitter were dogging him. Like, how do you miss? How do you miss? No. 
your knee swells up, you're not able able to move the way that you want to, the way you're supposed to. You can't even squat half the time. Yeah, it's brutal. That's it takes brutal, a dude. long time. And there's no like, well, here, you just take this pill or, you know, use this herbal supplement. Mm. There's none of that. Like, it just takes time Yep, and rest. It's brutal. Um, so we will uh, see what that looks like with DeAndre Ayton back. Also, Matisse Theibel and uh, Jeremy Grant should be back after illness kept them out. Malcolm Brogdon, questionable with an adductor strain. Adductor is the new injury for the Blazers because Everybody obviously Shaden, <laughs> Shaden uh, Sharp is now, now out for two weeks with abdominal strain, abdominal issues. Stemming from the adductor. I so it was from watching the Vikings. Here we are. What? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. It was a mean it was a mean pot shot at Portland State. That's brutal, dude. Oh, because you went to the Portland State game. Yeah. Oh, you saw that on I saw that on Twitter too. Had to if do I it. had not seen that, I would have been like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But I, I know get it I had to do it. He went to a Portland State game and they Go took pilots. a picture. Wow. Okay. Go pilots. All right. Um had to do it. So you get Jeremy Grant, Matisse Thibel back, DeAndre Ayton back. No Malcolm Brogdon, still no Shane Sharp for the Blazers. Brooklyn Nets tonight. Catch the fever, everybody. But Scoot dropped 30 in the last game. Scoot did drop 30 as We're the Blazers lost better. their fourth in the row. Getting better. Uh-uh. It's not about wins and losses right now, Dusty. It's about growth. Did you see that 22-point fourth-quarter comeback that the Suns had last night against the Kings? Yeah. Dude, I was that definitely was... watching that and not Predator. Yeah, you were watching Predator. I had to get my Predator on, man. Dude. Whoa. Oh. Didn't mean it like that. I had to watch the movie Predator. Mm-hmm. You were getting your Predator on? Yeah. 23-4 to four run uh, to beat the Kings 119-117. to 117. Yikes. That's a run. Dude. Yeah, Kevin Durant guy is still good at basketball. Do you know that? When he wants to play. Yeah. I mean. When he wants to play. Three of those guys, between him, Booker, and Beal, when they want to play, man, they're good. Dude, last night was a Grayson Allen show, though. Emma Stone went to their game, and she That's gave the shout-outs to Grayson that. Allen. And what does Grayson Allen do? Goes and drops 29. Well, he did like his best Jordan night. Poole impersonation. <laughs> Kidding me? Shoot your shot, bud. Shoot your shot. What's up, La La Land? <laughs> All right. her name in Superbad Grace? Um, we've got Will Ortner with your thoughts on two movies next on The Fan. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. All right, we got the uncultured swine, Klondike Will Ortner, who's never seen uh, really any good movie ever. Uh, you watched, sure you didn't see The Town. Don't come after me for this. You've watched four classics recently. That's a, that's a bold thing to call Footloose a classic. You that did not so- like Footloose. You watched Roadhouse, though. Roadhouse was good. Pain don't hurt. Ba- pain don't hurt. Pain don't hurt. Bad That's love deep. scene. What? Bad love scene. Bad love scene. Yeah. Also, maybe the best bad guy quote of all time. Which is? Well, I can't say it on this air, but he went to prison with people. Yeah, that's right. Um, but you watched There's Something About Mary and Predator. A I double was, feature last night. I was iced in. What was I supposed to do? No, that's exactly what you're supposed that's to right. do. You knew the assignment. What'd you think of There's Something About Mary, the first of your double feature? Super funny. Yeah, good totally miss. Totally missed that I didn't see that. Yeah. Matt Dillon, sneaky hilarious. Could not be made nowadays. That movie 100% could not be could made. Could not be made no, nowadays. No, Matt no. Dillon's character could not be made nowadays. Um, they yeah, they use the R word a few times in there. Were there a few? Um, yeah. It's uh, it's aggressive in that re- regard. Seven-minute abs. 
Seven minute abs. Yes. Which, learned a lot uh, about rest now, stops. I will now be doing. That's the best thing ever. <laughs> no, you can't do six minute abs. It's seven minute abs. And if you're unhappy, we will give you the last minute for free. <laughs> All right. So what that was pitch. You loved it. Yes. Brett Favre. Uh, that is a cr- classic. I'm glad you finally saw that and you enjoyed it. Okay? And you saw Predator. I did see What did you think of Predator? I liked Predator. Um, I can't believe you haven't seen Predator. Though. Well, here's the problem, though. All the Predators are the same. But I have to give credit to that Predator because it's the original. But they are all the same. They're good. But Predator does a lot of really dumb things that gets Predator killed. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm going to get in a fist fight with Arnold yeah. for no reason. Yeah, like, you I'm just going to get in a fist fight. Okay. Alien. Sick. That's why. This is stupid. Predator's stupid. You Predator should have won. Uh, I think it was Jean Claude Van Damme was supposed to be the guy in the Predator suit. Oh, really? That would yeah. have been cool. That would have been cool. Um, I'm not going to lie. I did not realize that the one guy was Jesse Ventura. Oh, yeah. Just the governor. I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> All right, uh, that'll do it for us today. Up next, you got two hours or four hours of power, primetime with Isaac and Souk. They're both here, braving the elements. Have a great Wednesday. See you Thursday right here on The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.